Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes in radio. And our job is actually to slow it down. We're going to slow down the news a little bit. We're going to break it apart and uh, break it down just a bit, help you divide the rage from the reason and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, there is a lot of news going on uh, locally and nationally, and we're going to hit all of those uh, buttons as we move along today. We're going to start uh, with something that I have I have come to my wits end when it comes to debates, uh, whether that's the presidential debates. I've seen it in local debates, and we have lost the role of the moderator. And so we're going to get right to that today. Uh, in fact, I'm going to invite you to to join me in creating better debates starting with the moderators. Uh, so I'm going to have you text in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500, And I want you to text in what is your best idea to improve debates so that debates are actually informative, that they're actually valuable, that they elevate the conversation, that they get us to policy, that they get us to things that are actually going to make a difference and to get the candidates to actually answer the questions. So any idea you have, no idea is a bad idea today. So let us know what your idea is for better debates. Uh, 57500, again, on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. We'll hit that today. So let me give you an example of uh, where the moderators have just gone wrong. We, we end up with these moderating panels now, large numbers of moderators. Everyone seems to get a few questions. No one's really in charge or in control. And excuse me, that's exactly why the debates end up out of control. We saw this in 2016 in the, in the Republican debates. We've been seeing it over and over and over again in the Democratic debates. In fact, just listen to this completely out of control when it comes to the Democratic debate uh, just a couple of days ago. 
Do we think healthcare for all, Pete, is some kind of radical communist idea? Do Why we think raising Let's talk about the minimum no, wage to I'm a living to wage? To the question, Do we think building really the millions of units really of affordable housing no, if, if that we need? That Do we think raising taxes on billionaires is a radical Let's idea? Let's talk about Do you think what's criminal about justice that reform Senator, is a radical Senator, idea? The things you just named Do we think immigration reform? The truth is... Okay, stop, 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 stop. See, I could make him stop. See how powerful that is? That's moderating. <laughs> the moderator completely lost it. The question, the question was about Fidel Castro and Senator Sanders' uh, support for the literacy program of Fidel Castro. Uh, and we were off on everything but that. Uh, and so the, the moderators have got to take control of these debates. And in the last four debates in particular, They've been out of control within the first 12 seconds of the debate beginning. And so no one's paying attention to the rules. No one's paying attention to the moderators. No one's getting to the questions that are really on the minds of the American people. Uh, it's just a personality shouting match. Everyone's trying to get their social media moment, what they can send out on Facebook or Twitter or on their Instagram account or what they can include in a fundraising email. And on and on and on it goes. Uh, in fact, here's another one. Here's uh, here's Amy uh, Klobuchar. This is just on a real simple thing. The the rule of the moderator is to moderate and to make sure that you stay by the rules. Now, the rules are you only had 45 seconds to talk. And here's what happened at the end of Amy Klobuchar's answer to a very simple question. Thank One third you, of America will vote. Do you want to have someone you, in charge of this ticket? Could I finish, Margaret? Well, you're Do you want to have someone Senator. in charge of this ticket who wants to put forward $60 trillion in spending, three times the Thank American you, economy? Well, I don't Whitaker. think we do. I think that we can get all those bold, progressive things done without having someone that is so alienating okay, that we're going to turn off Stop. the voters that we need to bring. See how that works? <laughs> This is not that hard, moderators. This is not that hard. Uh, so so we have this problem that we just keep allowing the candidates to go on and on and on and on. There's a real simple solution. Here's my first solution. One moderator, one moderator, not seven, not eight, not ten, uh, not one from every single station and every single program and on and on. One moderator and that the moderator must have control of all the microphones, not the booth, not the production booth. I know the production people out there are going to say, no, 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 we have to control it because this is television or this is radio. We have to be in control. Gustavo always wants to be in control. Uh, but this this time the moderator should be in control because sometimes the control booth will say, oh, this is great television or this is great radio, so we're going to keep it going because they're yelling and screaming at each other, and that's fascinating. Uh, that's not helpful. And so the moderator should be able to shut it off. If they go over time, it's really easy. The mic just goes off. And guess what? They'll stop talking. But you have to have rules. You have to have order. You have to have structure in order to do that. The other thing you have to do is if you're moderating, you must deal with one question at a time. And if the candidate starts branching off on whatever else they want to say, again, they need to be able to stop and say, here is the question. You can even give them one chance to change. And if not, you turn them off and you go to next. Listen to this. The, the question to Elizabeth Warren was, would you allow Chinese developers uh, to work on the United States infrastructure? 
So that is the question from the moderator. Would you allow the Chinese to work on America infrastructure projects? And here's what Senator Warren answered. We have to be able to trust our president because there are a lot of decisions a president makes that you just can't follow every part of that. And that's one of the reasons that we need to see any candidate's taxes. We know that Mayor Bloomberg has been doing business with China for a long time, and he is the only one on this stage who has not released his taxes. Taxes? (laughs) Taxes? We're talking about infrastructure and the Chinese, and she's talking about Mayor Bloomberg's taxes. That is not answering the question. Uh, A number of you on our uh, Utah Community Credit Union text line have already been chiming in. Uh, I think everyone agrees with me that having that ability to turn the microphones uh, on and off uh, would be very helpful. I'm a full proponent of that. Uh, Although I do like this texter. Uh, Texter said, hook all the candidates to a polygraph machine. (laughs) Now that would be great television. That would be fascinating to uh, to watch and see. Uh, I think another rule that you could throw in, I think if you have a candidate who continues to talk when their time is up, who is not answering the question that is asked, I think you need to have a penalty box. Penalty box. So you can say you're not answering the question. Would you like to answer the question I asked? If they go off on another rant, turn the microphone off and say, Senator so-and-so, Vice President so-and-so, you are in the penalty box. You are out for the next two questions uh, during the debate. Uh, So put the penalty box into play, I think, would be uh, a big help for a lot of the candidates out there. The kill switch on the mics. uh, One question at a time, I think, is is real important because these candidates have learned you don't have to answer the question. You can just go to your talking points or you can try to make whatever thing or you can give your website and phone number so people can donate Uh, And all of that has to stop. If we're going to elevate the conversation, we have to elevate the role of the moderator, and the moderator has to do their job. Their job is not to be the center of attention. It's to moderate. It's to referee. It's to judge. And they have to be willing. And here's the problem. Too many of the moderators are worried about whether they will still have access to the candidates after the debate because they all have their own shows that they're trying to produce and promote. And they want access, so they want to be nice and kind. Uh, That's not what this is about. Their job is to maintain focus. Focus precedes success in anything that we do in life, and especially when it comes to having an important, elevated conversation in front of the country, uh, they've got to do better. So that's my take today. If you have any other thoughts or ideas of how we can improve the debates, uh, shoot them into our Utah Community Credit Union text line. We'll continue to pop a few of those as we go through the day. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, Representative Kim Coleman will join us. We're going to talk about Utah having a homeless czar, a bill she's running up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Stay with us. That comes up next on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you as always, and it's Thursday. So we are very pleased to be joined in studio by our good friend Herb Scribner from the Deseret News, who is always watching all things trending on the interwebs and is our key to the heart and soul of America. Herb, how are we doing today? 
How are you doing, boy? I never <laughs> ask you how you're doing. How are I'm, you doing? I'm doing well. Other than I'm 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 really uh, ranting about debates. Wow. The debates have just flustered me to no end because yeah. they become completely worthless uh, in terms of helping a voter decide who they should vote for. So we've actually opened this up to our good friends that are uh, chiming in on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, and again, you can do that, 57500. How would you improve the debates uh, and change that? We've got a number of, of great things coming in. I'm going to have you react to a couple of these and then okay. and then see what you're hearing out there on the interwebs. Let's do it. Uh, so actually, uh, one of our latest texts came in and said, uh, just – Connect them all to uh, an electric shock if they don't shut up. <laughs> wow, that would be a lot of electric shocking. There's a lot of a lot of crosstalk all the time. <laughs> that would that would create an electricity shortage, right? Yes. We'd yeah. have a little crisis there. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's interesting to me though as you go through that. I mean, one, it's just a it's a respect thing. Yeah. So so one, the the moderator has to lay out the rules and expect respect uh, to that, but it it also shows. You know, anyone who it's like when you go to a meeting and someone's given a speech and time's up and they just keep going. Yeah. To me, that's the ultimate sign of arrogance (laughs) that what I have to say is more important than your schedule or whatever else is going on. And I think that I think we should get a measurement. Maybe we could. How about this? What if we started to deduct like tenths of a point of your vote? Ooh. if you go over, if you interrupt or if you don't ask the question. Yeah, there got to be something because like that, this last debate. I mean, I, I want to say I counted maybe five times where candidates were just talking over each other, and it gets like, "Who am I, am I speaking? Am I speaking? Who's speaking next?" And then we don't know. And then the moderators would pick, kind of just pick a candidate, random. Yeah, yeah random. <laughs> so it doesn't even help to really talk over each other. Yeah, it was, it's a mess. It's yeah, a mess, boy. it's it's a it is a big problem. Uh, one other uh, texter uh, suggested maybe a soundproof booth. Put the candidates in there, give them their uh, their moments, and, and maybe you pipe in the sound when you can or when you need to. Uh, that would be an interesting one. Gustavo actually had a brilliant idea, uh, and I think uh, I think it's Ellen. Is it Ellen DeGeneres that has the show now? Where like if you get it wrong, they like drop you drop you know into like the uh, what do they call that? The uh, escape hatch, you know? Oh wow! Goes and uh, and you're out. So. Yeah, my uh, my take on that, Boyd, would be that a soundproof booth, I don't know if it makes great TV, but the escape hatch makes amazing TV. <laughs> and these are all basically basically for TV, right? So let's do that. Let's yeah. see. Let's see what happens when Mayor Pete falls through the hatch. Or That's right. Bernie, when... Can you imagine Bernie Sanders going down the tube? I mean, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be that'd be very entertaining television. Television, yeah. You know, I, I had a couple other thoughts. We could do the uh, one thing I, I used to do with my kids. You know, when they would argue with each other, if they were going back and forth, we'd made them we'd make them sit down facing each other and hold hands and talk it out. So maybe we wow. could have you know we could have Bernie and Elizabeth Warren you know sitting down holding hands, or Mayor Bloomberg and Tom Steyer having a moment you know sharing things. Uh, you think that think that would fly? I think it would. Uh, it would raise questions. I just wonder who would be the first person to be like. I'm out. Let's, yeah, let's 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 stop talking about it and do something. You know, like there's some there's something there. I'm sure, uh, but it would be interesting to see the candidates matched up like that, and it'd be interesting to be like, oh, they'd make a good ticket. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. My, yeah. My, my last idea was uh, we also used to do this with our kids: make them uh, sing their argument. <laughs> so if someone's getting oh. really angry, you just have to make them sing it, <laughs> like Broadway show tonight. It could be. Uh, we need that. Be that I'm down for. Let's do that, and then it, the viral the viral possibilities. 
would be amazing. would be endless. Would yeah. be endless. Here, oh, here we go. We got a we got a really smart texture in. Oh, uh, here we go. Make me the moderator. You, Boyd Matheson, <laughs> me the moderator. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would. I, I'd I'd pay for that. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch Must it. Must see TV. Uh, in all serious though, we do we do need to change these debate formats. We do need to have moderators who can moderate, who will moderate. Again, simple stuff. Stick to the time. One question at a time. You can't answer any other previous question or anything else and uh, and just create some focus there so we can have a meaningful conversation about principles, policies. How does this person make decisions? Uh, that's where we really have to get to. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got Herb Scribner, as we often do on our Thursdays, uh, talking about what's trending online. Well, I want to do a real quick hit uh, just on the – obviously the coronavirus is uh, a hot topic all over the uh, the Internet uh, and everywhere you go, you're you're getting some input there. Help us break that down a little bit. How do we make sure that we are prepared, uh, but we're not panicked? Yeah, I think you got to just be prepared like you'd be prepared for any other major uh, sickness, any major disease, anything like that. I mean, just just make sure you're you know keeping your hands clean and and avoiding surfaces and that kind of stuff. Um, what do you see? What are you seeing online in terms of? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of misinformation out there. We even heard from Facebook today that they're. Uh, kind of monitoring the ads that are going up around protective masks mm-hmm. and what are some of the things that we uh, need to be careful about there? Yeah, I think there's you got to be careful that you're not just like jumping into wearing a mask to thinking it's going to protect you all the time. I mean, there's some debate about whether or not you should wear a mask in general. Um, and then there's been a lot of talk too about like, uh, and this is not a fake story, but there's a lot of talk out there about wearing, uh, having facial hair and whether or not which which kind of facial hair uh, styles actually work with a respirator or a mask? Um, I could say right now, based on my facial hair, I'm not in good. You're not. In, I'm you're not, not in good, good standing. Spot. Yeah, I'm not in a good spot here. Uh, but basically, yeah, basically all the clean shaven people are going to have an easy. They'll time. be all right. Yeah, so look for that. I have I wrote an article on it on Deseret.com about that. It's from the okay. CDC. Really interesting stuff. Good stuff. That's really good stuff. But it is important stuff. We have to get this right. Uh, one last thing I want to hit before we wrap up uh, with Herb Scribner uh, is that. Obviously, the president made a uh, a good move last night, put uh, President Pence uh, in charge. Uh, that's not unprecedented. A lot of a lot of presidents from across the political spectrum, you know, put, tapped the VP to deal with important things at important times. Uh, the thing that bugs me already is you've got a number of people who are already weaponizing the appointment right. of the vice president, you know, calling out, well, he didn't do this when he was governor of Indiana and uh, the weaponization of something like this. I, I know Rahm Emanuel has the famous line, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think somehow we got to get past that, especially with something as serious as the coronavirus. Yeah, like you're saying, a lot of the social media discussion was immediately right after like Trump announced it was about Mike Pence's record. And though we shouldn't necessarily discount records, I think it's it's a different kind of beast. It's a different animal. Um Obviously, the CDC is heavily involved. The you know you have all these officials kind of involved. So, though Mike Pence is overseeing it, like you said, it's not unprecedented. And I think they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna lean on the experts, right? Yeah. And to and to be very clear, it's not that we we can't criticize uh, people in those roles, uh, not that at all. Uh, but I think when you have something as serious as a a natural disaster, a uh, an outbreak like this, uh, that uh, could really be a problem to the country. We need to make sure that moments like this turn into rallying cries, not battle cries for political purposes. I think we've got to be really, really careful there. Oh, yeah. 
All right, Herb Scribner, Deseret News. Thanks for joining us. Great pieces. You can always uh, read Herb on Deseret.com. He will keep you up on what's trending, what's happening in a wide range of space. So uh, thanks for coming into our space today, Herb. Always, Boyd, always. All right, we're going to step aside. Final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about sacred spaces, where they are, what they mean, and why we should step into them right here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us.